Oh, here we go. They better have some theme music playing here. You know what? I'm going to punch a button here, and then I'm going to punch somebody at BTR right in the head. Hold on. I'm going to punish him. Here we go. After three years, they lose my theme music, locked in the bathroom for two days. Are you serious? Yeah. And he was he was dehydrated, but he was alive. And there is a you know sink in there and stuff. Um, the only other tragedy I had is when somebody got uh, somebody, uh, this is a, another restaurant. This was a black hat technique I taught. A homeless dude, because the guy needed some help, I said, go grab a little, you know, vial of Wesson oil and walk into the most expensive hotel in the country and just drop a little and uh, do the splat. I said, they'll probably give you three free days. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to help people, you know. That's the content <laughs> type of content-rich gold you don't get on other shows. Very true. That, that and uh, what was the other one? Oh yeah, when I took somebody was upside down on their house, the house is like they owe two hundred thousand and it's worth like twenty. I gave, I gave. I mean, this this is gold. I'm going to give this out, but everybody can sell with their attorney. Then I'm going to shut up and let you talk because you're the star of the show anyway. Um, go down, 
Some of you have heard this before. Go down to the local thrift store. Buy one of those vintage 1970 Mr. Coffee pots with a frayed, tattered, and battered cord. One that looks like it went through the washing machine along with a pair of ripped Levi's. Now, make sure the fire insurance is up to date. Next thing you do is you plug that Mr. Coffee Pot with the frayed, battered, and tattered cord right into the friggin' wall socket, along with about 27 other appliances. Then you get the hell out of there. I promise you within 24 hours that house don't exist. (laughs) And, And it's not your fault. It's the Mr. Coffee Pot with the frayed and friggin' tattered cord. What's up, Jamie Menton? It is like a friggin' honor. This is hard for me. This is Vinny's last, you know, live interview. Um, I, I made so you honored. one final show, <laughs> but this is the last live interview I can do for a while because of back. health reasons, obviously. I don't know if you've ever been through one of them zap. You told me your mom had uh, breast cancer. Is that correct? I mean, you got to Yeah. I had cancer nine years ago. I, I kicked it, I kicked cancer's ass, but it wasn't really that big a deal then. Um, it wasn't as serious. And uh, but you know, it's like man, it's like God says, man, we're gonna get you for the '80s. You know, it's like I'm getting punished for '80s. I, you know, I, the, the the you know, it's like the screw just MS. Let's 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 screw his back. Yeah, let's put some tumors on his back too. You know, let's just make sure he knows he messed up in the '80s. Yeah, a lot of partying in the '80s, but um, you know. So I want to, I, I, I want to make sure that um, I'm not walking around pilled up or zombied up and 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 not feeling good and and that and that. So uh, and uh, I did punch the TV when the Vikings lost. God, it sucks to have a team that's the only one one game. So. Last time I got a lot of people pissed off because we were talking about a sensitive subject. We also have a delay. Um, Got, you know, everybody from Tim Castleman on down bitched and moaned that I talked over you and didn't let you talk, and I probably didn't. Uh, A lot of people would be well advised to understand that there is more to things than you often know, and I'll leave it at that. Um, and, uh, you know, haters, I love you, too. I mean, it's the last show. Um, I don't want to be better and angry against anybody. But um, I was listening to the musician Prince uh, a few minutes ago and asked him about music critics, and he kind of laughed. He said, I never understood critics. He said, this couch we're sitting on, it just is. If you don't like it, get up and leave. But to spend a lifetime writing about it is a waste of life. And that's how I feel about critics. You know, there are those who crit- you know critique, and there are those who create, and you're one who creates. So, what's up, man? Now you are tired. You're, you're more tired than me. Now I'm, I, I was like I said, I've got about three hours sleep against acting. Well, I orders. have no right to be tired. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're healthy. You're one of those who drink that Mona Berry stuff too, and all that organic good <laughs> stuff, and and. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but you, well, the only reason you're tired is because, you know, you probably got paid six months ago and said, damn, well, I ain't got to do no work until six months. And, oh, shit, I got to do the client's work today. Oh, I wish. Yeah. you've been working it's, hard it's been for two days, girl, I know. Yeah. It's been, I mean, a few days, I wish. I mean, let's let's say a few years. 
Well, no, but I mean, you. I know you told me you've been really, really the last couple of days been real busy with a certain client. Yeah, well, the past, yeah, past probably about two months has been constant with, you know how launches go. Uh, it's yeah. just constant work, uh, getting all the content for them. And then we have a live challenge we're doing that I do daily content for. So um, it, it's been really interesting. And, and it's not quite overextending myself, but it's definitely living at my edge. <laughs> It's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, you you got way more class than me. Let me let me put it in Vinny's word. You're busting your ass. You're dead ass tired. If I wasn't talking, you'd probably be in a friggin' coma about now. Cause you, yeah. Cause that's the way it. <laughs> but you got a partner. You got Angela, and you two moved to. By the way, uh, the only two living human beings that actually live in Bullhead City, Arizona, where the average temperature is that of the average snowbird that visits my restaurant, about 127. And uh, I was curious how you like it down there in Bullhead City because I'm told nothing can live there but a cactus and an armadillo, and they struggle. <laughs> well, Why are you laughing? Um, You're the one who moved there. I tried to stop you. You wouldn't listen to Vinny. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, and, and I love you for using a, a different name. We won't say where I'm actually living now. Um, well, you are yeah. living in Bullhead City, Arizona, which truthfully is known as perhaps the hottest city in America. The women wear high heels and socks. The 7-Eleven <laughs> is called the 212. I'm not making this up. Yes. The Eagles wrote the song Stranded in, you know, the whatever. They were talking about Bullhead City. Not that other city in the song, you know, the Hotel California song, that album. That's what this town they were talking, they were stranded in. They became drug addicts after they left there because it's, it's yeah. a horrific town. But well, you guys I, make you it know, work. I like it here. It's, uh, the people are interesting. It's a different vibe from Los Angeles. It's a lot less expensive, so our money goes further toward our business. And, I mean, we're bootstrapping it. It's like, you know, we, we have to take on clients to keep right. our income up and try to build our business on the side. So we're we're basically right. double-timing it, both of us. Okay. And, so you're uh, bootstrapping with an armadillo because there's nothing living in Bullhead City. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I like that term, bootstrap. You know why? You were always my hero. I used to say this about Jamie, too. I mean, I, Jamie, I'm talking to you, Jamie. we got to tell him the first time we ever met. I thought you were like the featherweight champion of the world because the way you spell your name. And there, I believe there was a boxer named behind me, men. So I'm thinking, damn, man. You know, you were some real nice to me too, man. But you didn't put an <laughs> avatar up, of course. You know, why nope. should I be happy? So you, you leave everybody guessing. It's like five, six years ago, right? I still, I still got the email. I got to send this to you. I got it. I found it. It said, hey, I want to thank you. You made the nice comments about Rachel because – there was like this sales copy called Mafiosa Marketing or something. I said, I don't know who wrote this. I sure didn't think it was a chick. That's probably sexist, but it's true. You don't expect a woman to, you know, to, to know. And she had all the mob terms down, baby. Oh, yeah, and, great. and the next thing I hear is, are you married? And, I, and I'm looking at her avatar. This chick has enough hair you could knit 27 Angora sweaters, and she's, like, beautiful. And... I'm thinking even if I was, I'm going to say no. But I wasn't, of course. And so we start rapping, and then I get an email from you. So I think, okay, some dude named Jaime Minton just wrote me. So I asked my dad. I said, hey, Pop, who's Jaime Minton? He said, I think he's the featherweight champion of the world. 
That's oh, all very cool. You never cool. told me that. Remember that? I know. I, I, I know. I you knew you thought I was a dude, but. <laughs> well, yeah. And then you and you said, "Don't worry about it, sweetie." A lot of people make the mistake. But you didn't have no friggin' avatar up there. Well, yeah, I learned yeah. my lesson. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so I mean, Ra- Rachel's head. got. Rachel's got enough hair, like I said, and that shit don't move either. I saw her on top of a mountain in one of her pictures. I mean, it looked like she just had a date with Revlon. And there, it, we're talking like 80-mile-an-hour winds. But you got, the, you got the same thing going on, but you got the eyes. You got the cat eyes. See, Vinny, I'm a sucker for the eyes. The <laughs> eyes are the, let me say something romantic here. The eyes are, what, what is it, the windows to the friggin' soul? <laughs> Isn't that what the line is? Yeah, you got those yeah, cat yeah, that's eyes. The line. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, so thank you. I can't I can't over talk because I promised him I would. Not just doing it to piss off a few haters. You know, I'm over there having a sensitive discussion with you on the last show. I'm afraid you're gonna cry, and I and Vinny doesn't like it when girls cry. That's hard for me, you know. But yeah, uh, we got nothing to cry about. You, Life is good. Life is no, good. No, that's for you in a very difficult situation. You, you, no, I, you, you, you I, didn't. I'm telling you. No, no, no. I think it, it put you in a difficult situation. I've done several interviews after that with both women and men, and it is never an easy subject for them. I mean, I told you one person edited it out of yeah, the interview. Yeah, and, and that guy's, and that, guy's a cow, uh, that pissed me off when I heard that, too. I mean, I, even though, you know, I, I'm no Larry King. I don't claim to be. But, again, there are some things people aren't really privy to, um, not to mention the fact that uh, Vinny, you know, got that 99.9% rule. You, I think you called it the 90% law. It's actually 99. That's where I got kind of that little sixth sense. I sort of knew some stuff that I shouldn't have known about all that. You were kind of mm-hmm. impressed with that? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. And say it. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of scary, <laughs> yes, wasn't it? I was impressed. It was. Yeah. You, you, you intuited a lot of things I didn't tell anybody. It was spot on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I just, you know, it was, it was a tough subject, but we can have fun on this. So, Tell me, okay, so you're out of L.A. Mm-hmm. Got a, I got that's a great song too. Leave, you got to check that out. Beth Hart leaving the L.A. song, great song. Um, you're you're working. Your partner's name Angela, right? Do I yes, have that right? Angela Hartman. Angela Hartman. So you two chicks are doing your thing, and let's just uh, you know let's go right to to the. I, I want to get into um, Dare to Rise, but right. I really like your website and. I actually want to comment. There was a comment, the last one I think you put up there, and you write real beautiful. And one of the reasons I don't go over there too much is you write uh, a lot of, uh, trying to, this is going to sound funny to compare my writing to yours, but if you had read what I used to write back when I had a blog that I cared about, um, I kind of use the same sometimes esoteric, hidden, you know, I don't just, you know, you got to, when you read your stuff, you got, it's not just laid out there where you obviously know what's, what, what the hell you're talking about all the time. That's, I think, by design, and I like that. It makes you have to think a little bit. And exactly. the last one was about the sexuality thing about the women, and I think I commented on that. Yeah, because yeah, you did. One of the things I left out, I said, at the expense of pissing off a lot of women, and this is a, this is true, and you and, and, and it really, I see it, the cattiness with women a lot, because I have waitresses, and they're all pretend to be best friends, and secretly they all probably can't stand each other, but I have seen juries of women 
let rapists go because of that collective cattiness, you know, of, oh, she must have wanted it. She was wearing that slutty outfit. And mm-hmm. the two, and, and, and you will find it's more prevalent than you think. I actually, actually went to jail at 19, but prior, to, nothing, I didn't kill nobody. It was just a drug charge. They just gave me a lot of time for it. But I was on a jury, and I was stunned to be in a jury room, and it was a rape case. And I had a lady say, well, you know, she shouldn't have been out with the guy at that time. And I'm thinking, you know, even at 18, I realized that, you know, there's such a thing as common sense. Like, I shouldn't walk down Vegas with a Rolex watch at 2 in the morning. That's kind of stupid. But that doesn't give anybody the right to rob me. Right. Um, it's not smart for a woman to probably dress in, in any type of fashion and walk down the back alley in El Segundo, California. That's mm-hmm. common sense. But it's not... It doesn't excuse any behavior. It, it does not give an excuse for, for rape and, and, and the outfit or the way someone looked. And I was really... I kept those broads, pardon my language, but that's how I felt about it. I was so mad. I kept them there an extra day. Oh, we got to get home to our kids. I said, no, we're staying an extra day here, ladies. Because Vinny ain't get, Vinny is Vinny isn't saying Vinny's Vinny's going guilty on this one, and I'm usually pro defense on a lot of stuff. But I I knew this girl. And then one lady said, "Oh, it couldn't have happened. He couldn't have had these the, that many acts in that short a time." I said, "Lady, you know maybe your old man couldn't, but you know I mean I wasn't trying to make light of it. It just pissed me off. And I see that yeah. a lot with with the waitresses. They'll sit here at at night and they're so catty. They pretend they like each other." And then when one of them's not here, they say, oh, God, look at her picture. Look at that dress. She looks fat. You know, I see it with uh, a lot of the younger girls like my niece who's 16 on Facebook where they just say, I mean, my God, I, I, I don't think I could have a daughter. But what is, I, I also took out of that, I think you hit the nail on the head. You, if you walk, you, you, you can't be a victim either. You can't walk around afraid you're friggin' pants are on too tight, or you can't walk around looking behind you the rest of your life thinking every guy's, you know, there's a fine line, I think, between common sense and and empowerment. And so I really like the post. I want you to comment on it. Yeah, well, to go to go back to, I saw, I saw your comment about the the rape cases and well, and I left the women part out. I meant women jurors. No, you I'm saying that women do this to women. You, le- you and, left and, it and in. It's in there. The man does the rape, but the women women often let him off because she asks for it, or because well, have they to, have low self esteem. And this girl might be pretty, and or she's a slut, or whatever they come up with. And I've heard it all, and it just really irritates me. And I'm not indicting the woman rape because uh, I'm not. I love women, but it is something that bothers me, and it happens a lot. Well, let me explain. You know, what what happens for a lot of people is it's one of those subjects, right? As we know, it's very, very hard for people to look at. It's part of the darkness in in our human culture that it's just there, and it makes people very uncomfortable. So if, if someone in a case is able to say, you know what, this happened to that woman because she did this thing that I don't do, and so it helps those women feel safe that, oh, it happened to her, but she deserved it. So it's not going to happen to me. So it's not even always a judgment against that other woman. They make it a mm-hmm. judgment so that they can feel safe. 
And really? That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, I did I didn't think of it like that. Okay. I figured it's, it was just okay. cattiness. Well, you know, I mean, and some people maybe it is, and I only discovered this when I started researching Stockholm Syndrome because I was trying to understand part of what happened. Could you repeat that, honey? I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. I apologize. Oh, no, it's okay. When you were researching Uh, what? Stockholm Syndrome. Okay, gotcha. And Yeah, and this is when people will start to fall in love with their captors or start to trust their captors, and it's a very strange Mm -hmm. phenomenon. And a lot of people will say, oh, if I... You know, if I was in that situation, I would fight back. If I was in that situation, I would do this. And, and, but the fact is, with, when you see all these cases, they typically don't fight back. And I didn't in my case. You know, the first time I fought back, and, and then mm-hmm. I just I learned not to. And I wasn't held, uh, and for people who are listening now, it's held captive for three It's called a mental prison is what it is. The bars mental are just prison, as real. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and I, I could not forgive myself. I'm like, why? Why didn't I try to escape every day? Why didn't I? Why didn't I? So I started researching Stockholm Syndrome, and I actually have Angela to thank for that. She was the one that made the connection and brought it up. And, and for me, it didn't go to that extent. But in people, when, when we're in a situation that's life or death, the person that's holding us captive, a lot of people don't realize this. Not only do they hold our death in their hands, that they can they hold, hold over our life. They, can us, they yep. hold our life. And yep. the, the human psyche, the human brain can only handle that fracture for so long before you have to really decide, okay, I either antagonize this person and chance dying or I do what they tell me to so that I can live. And and that's what has started to happen to me. If you take it too far for too long, you have uh, cases that we've seen with Stockholm Syndrome where the woman will actually fall in love with her captor and end up oh, leaving them. Well, yeah, they, and, it, and I'm curious. Them. What about a classic example? How about Charles Manson? I mean, if that isn't a classic example of someone who had some serious people, a lot of people forget that Charles Manson didn't murder anybody. Believe me, I'm not defending Charles Manson here. Oh, that didn't sound very good. But Charles Manson was not in the house. Charles Manson had uh, a series of young women that were under a very intense grip. Um, I mean, if you look at the guy's eyes, he's frightening. And I'm not frightened by too many people, but looking at him, um, they're like piercing, they're cold, there's nothing there. Um, And they basically went out and did his bidding. And there's other cases like that. That just seems to be a very, uh, it's a well-known case and because there's always one of the girls up for parole. And so you hear about the grip. Every time there's a parole hearing, you hear about this incredible grip. You know, he didn't put a gun to their head, but by the same token, um, I think what you're saying is true. And and this notion that people, the only, you know, the only justification for not escaping is that you're in some sort of um, um, bars is crazy. I never told you this or anybody this, but when I lived in Salt Lake City, and I think that's probably when I was homeless, this is a long time. Long time ago, I was homeless for about three days, and many went out and hustled and got out of that. But we used to call him Jesus. It was the guy who stood by the bus station with his hand out, but he never spoke. He he had a, a big long stick, and he wore a big long white robe. Well, the, that gentleman was the guy who kidnapped Elizabeth Smart, mm. and if if you recall that case. And even in that case, there were opportunities. That is probably the most together young lady I've ever seen for for what she must have been through. I've actually heard her speak and was just blown away by the level of maturity and, and the ability 
to keep it together the way I, I I mean it's like and it wasn't like she was in a shell. It was like she opened up. She was pissed at the guy, but it was it was just remarkable. And um, I remember walking by him every day for probably six months, and that was just the line because that's you know that's what everybody said. Oh, there's Jesus, and he just stand there. He never spoke. He just he just had his hand like cupped out. And the minute that happened, and I saw the picture, I called my friend up in Salt Lake. I said, "Oh my God, that's a, that's the guy." And of course, at that point, they had figured it out, so it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But there were opportunities that she could have probably walked out too. But what people don't understand is that there there is a there is a, again I call them um, prisons without bars, and unfortunately, in many ways, they are probably tougher to escape from than the real thing. I mean, yeah. there's big guys. You've got the guilt and everything yeah. else stacked on top. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought that I was, I just thought that was a, I, I I liked I liked the the post. Um, the one before that I didn't get into as much because it seemed too personal. I didn't want to touch that one. Um, when we go into JamieMinton.com, and I'd love to go over to the site, but you know it better than I do. If I go over to the site, I'll probably end up losing you on this switchboard that they okay. have that looks like I could. If you ever saw the movie War Games, I think I could probably. It, 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 this thing looks like a NASA spaceship panel. Why they feel the need <laughs> to do that, I don't have a, a clue. But go across like the top of the bars on on that. Just hit hit them, and then then I'll know what they are because I've been through your site. But like you go to. And, and by the way, on my page, I did actually put your two. I put daretorise. dot com and jamieminton. dot com um, with the correct spelling, with spacing even. I mean, <laughs> I went all and, out and for, for anybody. Girl. Yeah, and for anybody listening, it's dare the number two rise. dot com. Right, I wrote that. I wrote the two. Well, you know me. Yeah. I always I write with numbers. Oh no, I know, but we can't see yeah. them. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm actually yeah yeah. But, I mean, when we go up there, I think what's so powerful about your site is, and this and this is, you know, this is no bullshit. This ain't Vinny trying to put, you know, the move on you or anything. But truthfully, when I, when I was thinking about, there's a lot of people, I, I mean, who have helped me. I mean, Brian McLeod and James Jones, and there, there's been just some incredible people. And there's been a couple who have really, I mean, I've got one just broke my heart and uh, betrayed me so bad that I'm just still... And I, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to get a shrink job from you tonight about how you overcome that, because uh, okay. that that is probably if I don't get over that, I'm going to my I'm going to I'm going to accentuate this uh, this uh, poison that's in my body right now, and I need to get over it. So, but you are truly when you go over to your site. I know a lot of marketers say, you know, I'm not here to pitch and this and that. With you, it is so genuine. I, I, I believe me, I've been around the block 40 times and back. I, I, you know, you and I have a lot in common in a lot of different things. And I never get the idea that you are there. And, of course, you're a capitalist. you got to pay bills because if you don't, they come and take your friggin' furniture out of Bullhead City, out of the cave you're living in. But, but. It always seems so genuine and real to me, and it does. It seems to me like it's almost it, it, your paramount objective is to really put out sincerity. Sincerity. I don't know if that's a word. And and um, 
you really truly want to help people. And that is so cliche, and it's such an overused bullshit term. But in your case, I really truly believe it with all my heart. Um, that's why a lot of times I, there's some stuff I just can't read. It's, it's like the one post about the, the dude. I interpreted it. I said, oh, God, man, it's like she read something. I mean, not I wouldn't write about a dude, but I was. it was almost verbatim something I wrote five years ago uh, wow. about a, a female. I'll have to send it to you. I had a lot of you. people tell me that. I, I, and yeah. I guess, you know, because that post wasn't to anybody in particular, but it was just, it was something I was so feeling in the moment, and I actually journaled it in my diary and was like, I have to post this on the blog. And, uh, yeah, it's like when you speak from your truth, people are going to resonate with it so much better than if you're trying to figure out, okay, what do they want to hear? How can I get them to buy? It's like, you know what? What would you buy? How do you need to be saved? <laughs> Well, and I and it's not a pitch. There, there was no PayPal. Oh yeah, everything's attached. free on here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that you know. So we go from there, and then where do we go? Let's go top. Yeah, I mean you know. Please, please tell me you get the site up. So, so yeah, I don't. Yeah, I do. Okay, so let we go to the top, and then we go just run across a few of the bars, and then it'll trigger something because. Okay. Well, first, you know, for for anybody who can't. Get and I'm talking JamieMinton.com. We'll get to Dare to Rise in a minute. Oh, you're JamieMinton.com. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the main site. I really like that site. We're going to get to Dare Dare to Rise. Don't worry about that. Oh, no problem. Yeah, I just wasn't sure which one you were on. So, um, so JamieMinton.com. It's it's actually going to uh, shift over the next six months as we're launching our new projects. Because right now, this is sort of my catch-all for everything that I'm doing. So. Right. Um, you know, along the top, it's just details about me. You've got about Jamie with my quick bio uh, services uh, for the different copywriting and marketing services that I right. offer, then life coaching and personal uh, branding coaching or professional coaching. Then we have gear where I just list all my favorite books that I've read in different uh, categories and then a bunch of free resources. <laughs> yeah, you do have a lot of cool resources in there and stuff. Um, I like the... Um, Vinny doesn't, you know, I, ego, you know, I can't, I can't uh, use coupons or do deal stuff. But I, but truthfully, uh, I like the one. I think I read one on the hotels. You got a little something on there. It's pretty cool about. Wasn't it oh, titled yeah. uh, "How to Get Into the"? I, I love that. I love that. Oh, thank and, you. Uh, yeah, there's, there, you got there's the, a lot I mean, of the, the, the posts are good. They really are. And by the way, it's not the the one thing that uh, people need to also realize is it it. it, it you got you're picking up a lot of male fans, which is which is cool. I like that. <laughs> which I have a women's transformation company. I don't want to be the only guy out there, that. you know. I mean that. I mean, you know, you're going to always have fans because you're a hot chick. But <laughs> I think a lot of guys are very attractive to pretty women that got brains too. At least I am. The Barbie dolls with the head cut off don't do much for me anymore. Right. Um, you know, you got to have a, that's kind of a terrible expression, but it's a cliche. But. Um, mm-hmm. the, I think that I think for people just starting out, that's a great place to go, just to get kind of a feel for everything. And uh, I love the fact that you know, if you're having a shitty day, you say so. You don't yeah. say it in a negative <laughs> way, but you, you do put your heart and soul into it. I, I think that's the whole point I'm trying to make. It's very genuine, truthfully. Well, you know, one, one thing I'd love to share because uh, a lot sure. of people have tried to do this. You know, the the whole. Uh, being transparent thing, you know, Frank Kern and internet marketing, everybody tried to be another Frank Kern. Oh, he's he's open with his stuff, he drops the F-bomb, blah, blah, blah. So they just tried to be Frank Kern's version of openness. And now mm-hmm. people are seeing I my I do it openness. on my show. And yeah, but you I, do your but, version. Right, right. And that's, that's the point. And so a lot of people, you know, we've seen some bloggers lately that 
have pretty big brands, and when they are suffering or they're coming into issues, they use their blog as a personal public diary, which if there's a way to do it, but when when people just offload all their pain that they haven't actually processed yet, and the blog post is their form of processing, that's usually not the best way to go. Because or venting, is that a better? I mean, I would use the word venting. Is it the same as processing? I mean, if, I guess, if that's your brand, like like your brand, there is that venting. Well, and I'm sorry, I so, I can't tell you how many times I have wished. I had AOL again, so I could go hit a delete button on an email I've sent. Oh, I, mean, I know. I yeah. used to be able to do that. Um, you can do that with Gmail. They have an extra plugin well, you, you can add to Gmail that lets you do it within, like, 10 seconds. Okay, well, no, normally this is uh, – normally I'm still in a rage after 10 seconds, so mm-hmm. it would have to be. <laughs> One morning I literally got up at 6 in the morning and ran over and – Unfortunately, uh, Denise had already read the email. Uh, probably not. She wasn't that good for me anyway. It wasn't a real positive relationship, so maybe it worked out for the best. But, I mean, 6 in the morning, I'm running into the restaurant to try to hit the delete button. I'm sure other people have done that. And the, and the yeah. thing people need to remember about emails, I have had a lot of relationships where I've never, ever had a fight with anybody in person. But what you say in an email does not always come out the way you say in person. I mean, you can say F you in an email, and it sounds a lot different than like, oh, fuck. You're, you know what I mean? If you're saying yeah. it. And, and I'm notoriously bad sometimes at that. And mm-hmm. I also, I write I, <laughs> a little tougher now, but I still manage on my good days to type pretty fast. So I can type real fast, and that's probably not a good thing either because – um, I can get out a lot of uh, yeah, aggression <laughs> yeah. and yeah, thoughts. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's you yeah. know, I I just learned to practice always rereading everything that I write, whether it's an email or a blog post, and like uh, like the personal post, uh, the he who never arrived. You know, mm-hmm. I I did not post it right away. I wrote it out and I saved it, and I came back and I was like, okay, you know, so I didn't in that case, but in a lot of cases, I'll give it a day. I'll save it as a draft in my blog. Mm-hmm. I'll sleep on it. I'll come back the next day, and I'm like, okay, fresh, you know, me. Is this still what I want to put out there about me, knowing it's going to be there forever? And if it's yes, I post God, it. I wish I could do that. See, I can't <laughs> do that. I mean, I could. I shouldn't say can, but I don't. When I when I am in the heat of the moment, mm-hmm. I am I'm hitting the fire button. I, it's aim, ready, fire for for Vinny. I mean, that's the way I've always lived about everything. And sometimes right. it's very effective because a lot of people, you know, I used to call it the Ron phrase. It's the guy who stands over the putt that's like two feet, and he jerks around for three hours, and then he misses it. And I'm standing there as the sun is setting, wondering why I'm playing with this jerk off, where and I, I want to go up to him and say, will you hit the friggin' ball already? Um, but then on the reverse end of that, sometimes you do have to take a deep breath and ask yourself what the consequences of this email or action or whatever it is is going to be. You know, I got into it with Tim Castleman last night. I don't even think Tim was really jacking with me, but I didn't feel real well. Um, I didn't want to hear a line about let you talk. I I roasted him about it. He said, dude, I'm just kidding. I said, well, I got tumors running down my back. I don't see nothing too funny, and I probably was out of line. 
and if he's out there, I apologize. But that's how I am, and and it, it has cost me uh, dearly. So uh, mm-hmm. you know that's that's a really good, and I know I'm not the only one, man. If you got some Italian in you, um, <laughs> I do. Uh, yeah. Uh, you're real mellow. You're you're the most mellow. With the, you wouldn't have made it on the Soprano show. You wouldn't have made. You wouldn't have made it. <laughs> You'd be they'd, surprised. They'd have, they, would, they would have had to get a different actress because I don't think you could have been bitchy enough and move your. Well, I don't know if you move your oh, hands. You, I've you seen have a few no videos idea. of you. What what I will say is I'm a Scorpio. So what you see Good on the God. surface is not everything that's going on underneath, and it takes a lot to bring me to my edge. But if I'm there, like. If it's do or die time, I'm the one that's going to still be standing, you know, and and I just try to live my life so I'm never come for that. Yeah. Now, now, do you get a lot? Of, okay. Do you know anything about astro- astrology? Because I'm a Sag, so t- how, how do we? Oh, okay. look, how do we better? Are we cool together, or, or are we yeah, like? Yeah, we're great together. I hope we're great cool. together because I am half Sag, which you I'm, know, I'm just if I can't get along with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm December first, so what do you? What, and, I'm and, November twenty second. Yeah, I wrote the birthday. Yeah, right, yeah, it's the last time Rachel talked to me. I think she said, uh, you know, about to get my name out. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Did you pay your taxes? This is a true story. Me and Jamie both exchanged tax letters one day. I get one for oh, ninety eight hundred dollars. Yeah. I photocopied it. And remember, I sent the JPEG to you. And then yeah. here's the funny one. I don't know if I told you this. They send me another one from nineteen ninety eight for three hundred eighty seven dollars, which I almost laughed at. Because this one was, I think, what was it, nine thousand something? And then you told me, "Oh God, I got one for this." It was like, man, we were having tax hell that day. Yeah, they're going bankrupt. They got to, they got to collect. You know, mine, mine is just from filing an extension. Uh, but yeah, it's it's still a doozy. <laughs> well, I'd like to file about a twenty-year extension. Right. I mean, no, I I ended up paying it, but it was painful. Yeah, it was, you, you know, know it was painful. It's something because really, you know, it's like please, you know, guys. Every time you tell me it's paid, you come back. In 1998, I don't even know yeah. what the hell I was doing. I mean, we're going back. I mean, to be, there's supposed to be a, a statute. Statue of limitations, not for not for Vinny. Yeah, no, well, I think then, it goes I, back I to my it. interview with Frankie DeBono. They, you know, I don't know if you heard that interview. He, by the way, well, yeah. he saw your picture. He, he's ready to be, it's God's truth, he's ready to fly the jet. He says, you bring her, you got to listen to him talk. Uh, Gary Halbert said this guy is the most frightening. If you ever, ever saw the movie Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, or uh, Boiler Room, he uh-huh. was actually the on-set consultant. He played, it, it, there's a lot of people saw Glenn, I had Al Pacino, Jack Lemmon, I mean, one of the, always be closing. It was, you know, just one of the great sales movies. And mm-hmm. um, he, he said, so anyway, I'm talking to him. He's in Punta Cana, um, but he always had that little Bob rap. He never charged, but he said, you know, Vinny, I was away for about five years because I had a little problem with the change, you know, counting the change. So he goes into court, and they fine him 500000 give him five years. He tells the judge something like, I could pay that in cash right now, so the judge gives him another 250000 And I, we, we were laughing on the show about it. And then, of course, you have to bring up all the seedy things I did in the 90s, which wasn't oh, much. No. But, yeah, oh, yeah, no, he put it all out there. But he, so he says, so he's talking, I think at the time he's talking about Sylvie. He said, oh, I'm kind of impressed, you know, you and the little snow bunny up in Canada doing your little thing with the bar arbitrage. But I talked to him again. He always calls from some skype thing. And I don't even have Skype. I would not have used Skype if you Skyped me. And uh, <laughs> I don't even know what I, I have Skype. 
somebody says Skype me, I say blow me. I mean, seriously, I, I don't use Skype and, and virtual assistants. You know how Vinny feels about that. Oh yeah, I don't that even say happening. that word around you. <laughs> yeah, no BAs ain't happening. But um, he said, man, that's that's you know your last show. He said he said I'm gonna miss the show. He said uh, you get well and and he said man, you gotta you gotta. Do I got to fly a friggin' jet up here? Bring you, you bring that. I forget. I'm not sure what the word was. Bring the little hottie up here to Punta Cana. We'll put her in the spa, the sauna. She'll love you forever. Three days down here. And I'm thinking to myself, what's really going to end up happening is he's going to put the move on me for $180,000 to buy one of his. They're not timeshares, by the way. They're resort properties. Oh, yeah. Nice. That's uh, you and I would leave there owning jointly because that's how good this guy is. A freaking hundred eighty thousand dollar, and believe me, he'd finance it. So it, 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 the thought is too terrifying. So mm-hmm. I had to politely decline, and then you said, "Shit, I might like to go to Punta Cana, Dominican <laughs> Republic." So if you want to go, baby, and I, 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 I would I don't, not. If I don't shoot the big guys in the next six myself. months, man, we're going, man. We're going. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know my, if we are or not. I'd like my to. Caveat, I, my caveat. My caveat is Angela has to come with me because she's my personal bodyguard. <laughs> I ain't bringing no. Oh no, 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 no bodyguards around me, Christ. Not around you, around some dude I don't know. <laughs> who no, no, yeah, no, Fra- oh, no, Frankie won't. Yeah, Frank, 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 Frank yeah, yeah. Well, if you come down, if you come down here and have a cocktail on my joint, you ain't bringing no bodyguard. It's a family restaurant. You well, might, of course. Folks, so then I'd be my bringing my best friend and work. business partner. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. Don't bring no bodyguard here. That, in fact, put the X over the bodyguard and the virtual assistant if you come down here. No, <laughs> okay. I got mom, dad. You got Sylvia. She's in, she's in your course. She's been here a couple times. I, mean, I, have, I have had people here that have, you know, been here. Mm-hmm. They've all made it home. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. Come on. My reputation can't be that bad. No, you, okay. hey, come on. You know I love you. You are, you know are you completely good to go in my book. All right, cool. But, uh, yeah, I, I just don't, yeah, I, I really don't want to have to, you know, take on a six-foot-six dude. With, and the only thing, you know, he, he pulls out the switchblade and all I got is a hand with some friggin' skin on it. Uh, <laughs> that don't seem fair. But anyway. No, I was right, talking about Angela. I was talking about my business partner. <laughs> oh, Angela. Oh no. Yeah. I, I, oh, 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 Angela. Oh yeah, no, she, she's yeah, my oh, no, women. Oh man, I just. Oh no, 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 no. That's no, a no. whole different story. I can, that, yeah, I can <laughs> handle her. I don't mean. Yeah. I'll be nice. Oh no, I'll sweet talk Angela. <laughs> I, I, I will have frozen margaritas pouring like an endless vat of molasses. Trust me. Nah. We'll see if we can make a trip. That that sounds cool. I mean, I'm glad you guys hooked up with her. It sounds, and, and you know, really, um, what, now what is her area of expertise? She did a lot of PR, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. Uh, Are she we allowed to talk about her? Or, well, that guy, I never know with you. I mean, is it cool? Yeah, I mean, no, it's, it's, I was just curious what her specialty was. I was just curious what her. Yeah, she does events. Uh, Works, you know, a lot with Hollywood and all the. Uh, Award shows and celebrity events and everything. She does the PR and media and events for David Wolf and in the raw food health industry. And uh, she's helped get books placed with publishers. Like I mean, she she's run the gamut. She's done a lot of stuff for the past 14, 15 years. And 
she's she's become so much more for for me in this business. But when I first met her and saw the whole like everything that she's done, I was like, okay, you, I'm keeping you. Because you thought you were a <laughs> badass, and you are, and then you it's some, it, I, and then you see somebody who's really done some stuff that maybe you haven't done. I've seen this happen exactly. a lot. Because yeah. I actually had Ron Douglas, who, you know, he's the cookbook guy. I mean, this guy's been on Home Shopping Club seven times. He, you know, America's most wanted. He got a $100,000 advance he had never, from Simon & Schuster on the first book. I think he got a quarter million on the second. He's done $6 million free publicity. He does this big seminar. And, man, I just I kept playing it over and over because he referenced me in, the, in this thing. And this was like a, a Yannick Silver thing. And mm-hmm. he said, yeah, my friend Vince, because it was a true story. There was, like, this strip club in town. They couldn't get advertising. It wasn't nothing bad. It, just, it, was, it was years ago, and I told the guy, I'll tell you how we do it. Benny's going to go hire some picketers. So I went down <laughs> to the local, I think it was a homeless shelter. I think that's where I went, and I, I paid, I think, I think we paid him 50 bucks a piece. And, you know, then we went down to the Goodwill and got, you know, so they looked like real people. And we had signs made up. We don't want this shit in our neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the 6 o'clock news showed up at no extra charge. And from that yeah. moment on, the place, and he thought that was so brilliant. And it was brilliant. And he actually mentioned it. And I, um, the thing, man, it's like, you know, I I don't really get sucked into stuff like that. But, you know, every now and then you do something it's like, damn, man, you know, Vinny, you did good on that one. But mm-hmm. you did a lot of um, – I remember you mentioning Tony Robbins' kid, and I thought I wrote you a kick-ass response of how I would have handled it um, with him. And I'm sure, and I never heard back, and you always write me back. Um, I think it's a fairly obvious answer, but maybe it's a cop-out. But if my dad is Tony Robbins, and he does, you do, didn't you work with his, in some capacity, his son, in some capacity, or am I wrong? Well, no, but no, I uh, I did I, I don't did mean, a, you, you, I a did consult a or something. For, huh? You did a consult or something with him? I mean, you did yeah, something. Yeah, but that was it was with it was with Tony Robbins' company. They they had a Valentine launch that they needed a copywriter and and launch. Right, I knew you worked with the, uh, Big Tony. I'm talking as a kid. Am I just so I don't sound stupid here? Which yeah, that, no. Uh, so yeah, when I was living in San Diego, cause that's where they right. all are. Uh, yeah, I met his son, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we became close. We're we're really good friends. But he wanted. Am I wrong? He wanted to get into the motivational speaking thing. Well, he he's already in it. Um, okay. He he's just yeah. It's it's just that question of for for any of us, you know, if if we're in a line of work, uh, the same as our parents, like how do we how do we identify ourselves? Real separately? simple. You're not gonna like this answer, but real simple. You leverage off your old man. And 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 I know nobody likes to hear that because uh, you know in the movies uh, it's like you know it's like in that Rocky last Rocky movie the kid's going to college he says I can't be my own person because I can't live up to you and I'm thinking oh bullshit you ought to be your, you know your old man's famous you got I mean I'm I'm being a little facetious but there is nothing wrong with leveraging now the point I'm trying to make with that is if you suck, it doesn't matter if your dad's Tony Robbins. But if you're good, it can hurt. And there's nothing to me wrong with that. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, Bond, Halbert, you know, Gary Halbert was one of my idols, one of the guys I learned the most from. Um, mm-hmm. I loved his cranky style. I see Dan Kennedy pretty much has, you know, adopted the same style. If you really sit and look at the two, it's pretty much the same shtick. 
I'm not even sure it's a shtick. I think it's probably how they really are. Very no nonsense. Um, but I always thought that the Halbert boys could have done a better job, and they are now, of leveraging the fact that their father might have been one of the greatest, not just copywriters, but marketers who ever lived. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. Yeah, but everybody you know. thinks it's an easy answer. Oh, well, anybody, oh, you got hired because you're Tony's son. Well, let me tell you something. If you suck, it doesn't matter whose son you are, you're not going to get booked more than once. You know, so that was, you know, I had written, I wrote it out. You didn't write me back. You didn't like to, you know, you didn't I like know. to. I, you know how busy I get. I know and you just do. Because we're live on the air, I just, because. We are live on the air, man. We're going to dish some stuff here, boy. Yeah, but I, I just want to I just want to make the caveat that it was never anything that he brought up to me about a problem he was having. It was just a like overall conversation we were having about sons right. and daughters of famous people. So I just want to put that out there because no, you did, and that's what you wrote. I mean, you, I'm not saying that you said anything different. I, well, I know, just, but people who don't know are just going to assume, right. and I just you know I try to be careful. Oh, well, they, Vinny will lie for you and just flat out say, uh, you know, this chick actually writes his speeches. How you like me so far? <laughs> uh, I'm just joking. Right. I'm worried about the uh, – right, the armadillos come out about this time in Florida, by the way. And, the, mm-hmm. and if you have any horses over there, be careful because when the little, you know, suckers dig, they're deaf or blind or something, but they dig these holes – and the horse can get their hoofs caught in the hole. So if you're right. horseback riding from wherever you live to your client's place in Bullhead City, you got to really be careful about the armadillos digging the holes up there. Seriously. It, it's, it yeah. Dangerous. You know, dangerous. yeah. I, I <laughs> If I had a horse. <laughs> Talk about Dare to Rise. Uh, the, everybody's loving this thing. Um, I know people in it. And... Um, I want you to – I'm going to shut up and you run the whole – I want you to tell me the genesis. I'm going to use a fancy word, the genesis for the idea. Okay. And uh, see, i got to try to impress you a little bit here. I can't use all this street stuff. Um, I want to know how the idea came about, what it's about. And then there was a couple things in there that I turned black hat for you, just, in, just a few ideas you can chomp on at the end of the show. Um right. One of which was um, love is a verb. I'm not even touching that one. I love that because <laughs> uh, I always thought it was too. Okay, moving along to keep this show family friendly. Messages yeah. and mirrors. I can't really talk about that one either uh, because <laughs> most every mirror that I ever had in my house back in the day, I generally had a girlfriend with the morals of an eel and the mirror was usually sitting on a coffee table. The other one right. was how to get your secret needs met. Um, a pinhole camera um, and a Web 2.0 version of blackmail is highly effective on that. I can throw some really powerful information on you at another time on that. And I'm just uh, running the three. See, I did read it. I told you. I went through. This I'm beautiful. And I'm not and I and I'm not making light. I actually really think it is I'll tell you what, if the people stick through it and go through it, it builds momentum. I think that's the secret of it, but I want you to discuss it. 
Okay. I'm going to shut up. Well, I'm going to sit here. I'm not supposed to smoke, but i got to light one up or I'm going to go crazy. So you talk. All right. All right. Well, Dare to Rise is a free 60-day challenge that we decided to do uh, where people can just come to the site and every day we'll post a daily rethink, which is just a small, tiny shift or nudge that you can make in your life to change. And each week we have a different theme. So we'll have you know, love and relationship week, finances and, and money week. Uh, we'll be doing a health week and body confidence. We'll do a sex, sexuality week. Oh, uh, yeah, baby. Week we'll Say that one again. I missed that. I, hold on. I had the phone away. What was that one? Uh, what was Sexual- that one? Se- 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 what? Sexuality? <laughs> oh, okay. Damn. Yeah. So, you know. Sexuality. Okay. It's interesting because most people, you know, we we try to approach these in ways that are slightly different from how everybody else does, and we keep the content really short so that, you know, it's only taking somebody three minutes a day. Right, no excuses to say, you know, you you can't do it, right? Yeah, so so the high-level concept is you can come here, and it's about daring to rise. How can we step up in our life? How can we rise in our life? How can we attain the things that we know we want to attain that, you know, we all have that big dream that, Year after year, you know, your resolution, I'm going to do this, and then a year goes by, you're like, wow, I didn't do it. Well, resolutions year, don't so. work, do they? And I'm not, again, we're on the delay, we so it's not like I interrupted you. I don't like resolutions. I like your, your, the reason I think this works good is it's not taking, like, step one and making it a friggin' manifesto. And by right. the way, friggin' I do own. You got, you, you, freaking is, is Rachel Rofe's trademark. Friggin' is mine. Just to let you know, I do own the common law trademark to that. And believe it or not, Kelly Savalas, when he died, left Who Loves Your Baby, the common law trademark to my grandfather, who then willed that to me. So anytime you say that, you owe me money. But I don't charge you because I, I love it. I thought it's only if I use it in branding or online. Or oh, you're using that branding word. You're, you're, you're a man, we're going to have a show about direct response versus branding, the Nike swish versus you know, measurable results. I'm hitting you with some good stuff here. Go back to Dare to Rise. I love the site name, too, um, because uh, there's actually a movie about the football player that got paralyzed, uh, Dennis Bird, I believe his name was, and he was never supposed to walk again, and they called the movie Rise Up. And, you know, it made even me a little misty-eyed. You know, the guy broke his neck. I think he played for the Jets a few years back. It was a really Amazing. inspiring story, and he was not supposed to ever walk again. I mean, this guy literally, and that was the name, Rise Up. So I just like the dare to rise. It, it, I like the the whole thing's cool. I've gone through the post. But uh, basically, um, they start off at day one. Now, real quick question before we go on. What if somebody listening decides they want to jump in now? Can they start back from day one, or do they got to yes. start at day 16 at sexuality? No, no, no. They so if if you click anywhere at the top where it says daily rethinks or task blog, it's a category okay. that lists every single day, so you can go back to the first day and and catch up. Now that being said, right now we're on day thirty five. Tomorrow's day thirty six. Uh, right. It's a sixty day challenge. So when the challenge ends, we're taking all the content down because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do things a little bit differently, and we've got to kind of figure out how we're how we're going to move forward with the site because. It did so well. We're like, okay, we should probably build on this brand. You know, we're getting a well, lot yeah, of traffic. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I yeah, think so I think it's really commendable that you did it for free. Um, I'm you. not always wild about that, but that's you. See, there's another classic case. And by the way, once again, there's no there's no upsell attached to this. There's no little, no. I, you know, you don't go through upsell hell. Oh, it's free, but here, please buy this. Uh, 
couponed up the uh, you know Popeye's chicken in Iraq that's opening next month before you can go into the program or whatever the hell you know or some forced continuity where you're getting a bottle of swab for the rest of your life. Um, right. So it, it, it's I, I just the writing is good and I like the fact you're honest because like there'll be a little list I read Angela's list and on one of them and yours and you know. You had like one of you had like four things, and one of them you didn't get done. Instead mm-hmm. of bullshit about it, you said, "Hey, didn't get to it," or whatever you said, and and, yeah. and that keeps it real for people because, you know, a lot of people probably think Jamie Minton, you know, well, I know Vegas. I, I'm the toughest act to follow in the world. That's the problem. Uh, I can't I can't live up to myself. They find out I owe taxes and bleed. Uh, we got you know, uh, th- that's my issue in relationships. They 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 come down here, but they they want me to levitate and walk on friggin' water, and uh, it doesn't work that way, you know. And uh, uh, you know I am not going to live forever, and you know so forth. But what I do like about it is the honesty of it, because I mean there was a few things in there like blow dry your hair or something, uh, and you couldn't do it. Well, of course you couldn't do it. I mean, you, you take four days to blow dry the amount of hair you got. <laughs> And and Rachel, my good God, how long does it take? She might as well just towel dry that and do the yeah, scrunchy she look. She hair. got beautiful hair. Yeah, Rachel she, knows yeah, I love her. I'm sorry, I broke my heart when she got married, but you know what? Aww. What can I do? Oh, I did. Yeah. They did. Otto's a great guy, though. They're they're amazing. I'm glad. I'm happy for her. That she is. There's another one. I mean, as genuine as real as they come, and just sweet. I mean, she's just sweet. Yes. I mean, I, and and I use this line when I find. You know, Jim Straw, who's, you know, 80 years old, has done over $400 million, has not done an interview in 12 years, did one for me uh, a couple mm. weeks ago. And I made a comment at the beginning of the show. I said, it, and I, I can't believe I said this, but I said, anybody, I said, and by the way, one of his big fans is Frank Kern, who on his 30th birthday wrote Jim, said, hey, I just made 30000 with your something that Jim had sold, because we've all been buying from Jim since we've been like 13 years old. And I said, anybody who doesn't like Jim Straw has got to be a real asshole. And I would say the same thing and apply it to you and, and, and Rachel. And and I thought, oh, my God, did I just say asshole? And I got Jim Straw. I mean, this, and, yeah. I'm like, and he said, he's so funny, he says, I haven't been called an asshole since Frank Sinatra called me an arrogant asshole back in Vegas 22 years ago. And I said, let me guess, he had a few scotches in him and he was at the dice table. And yeah, I mean that's basically Frank. Frank did a lot of good things, but he handling his liquor wasn't one of them. He got pretty belligerent and mean to the dealers in Vegas, and was known for that. But um, back on the Dare to the Rise, it, it's so basically it's broken into sections, and then it's broken into sixty actual daily steps. So like you'll take the section. Uh, forgive me, okay, let's just say sexuality. So sexuality might have 10 st- days, and then finances might have 10 days. Could you could you break that down for me? Yeah, so it's, so it's every week. Every seven days we have a different oh, seven, theme. Okay. And, and it is meant to go in order, you know, day one and so on. But if, let's say, you're like, gosh, I'm really struggling with finances this week or wealth, we tag each rethink, which is the main content, right. uh, with, with the keywords for that week. So you can type in wealth, which was, uh, our keyword for for the wealth week, and it'll show you all of those uh, all of those relevant posts. That's very that's very very cool. Like I said, I went through it last night because I was. Hey, I got a question for you off the subject. I, I, yeah. I, very little out there in the internet marketing world excites me because 
I'm so tech clueless, and I'm so lucky I have so many good people that I pay a lot of money to do things for me. <laughs> but I get a discount. I'm just kidding. Like Brian McLeod's one of them. I mean, this guy's giving me a million dollars worth of education, and um, and and when you know, I, I just I'm blessed over that. But um, damn it, I lost my train of thought on this. But have you? I am really excited about. Uh, blog curation um, based on a recent webinar that uh, was on James Jones' site. I'm not going to get into it because I don't affiliate market anything, and, and I don't even think you need to buy the product. But when you realize that the top four blogs out there, uh, Perez Hilton is one of them, the Huffington Post, the Drudge Report, um, these sites are worth $30 million, and Ariana just sold to AOL. AOL, yeah. For- $400 million, and these are single-page sites, and they are not – this is where people don't get it. They're, it's not original content. It's content that often gets more traffic than where they pulled it from. The key, of course, is Google wants to see a link back to the source and credit it, and you change about 10%. There was a 17-year-old kid who put out a site called Bankaholic, and it was basically an I, ugly-ass site. I mean, I could do a Weebly. You know, Vinny does Weebly, and I struggle with it. Don't tell anybody. Um, and it basically just listed all the banks and their interest rates, and it was curated content. He just updated. The, he sold. This kid at 22 sold this ugly-ass site. We're not talking flippa stuff. $15 million. Wow. And we're not talking sites that have lasted 10, 15 years. I mean, these are yeah. curated sites where they're just pulling out. Mashable.com is another one. But the mm-hmm. Drudge Report, right now, valued at $32 million. Uh, Perez Hilton, valued $30 million. And it's something people have, again, I was up till 1 in the afternoon fighting with some people that just didn't get it. And then finally, Tiffany Dow got on there and, you know, I guess because she's a chick and she's smart and they know I'm tech, they must have thought I was crazy. But I said, don't you guys realize Google loves this stuff? I'm just curious if you're familiar with it. It's very new. A lot of people um, aren't. And if you are and want to share something, I, I'd, just, I'd just be interested on a personal thing. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, you know, we're talking about marketing and branding and stuff here. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's been a huge part of our strategy in building our women's transformation company and the different properties that we're building, like Dare to Rise and Olila and so on. And, and you know, we're going to talk about Post, that. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll talk about that, too. Yeah. You know, Huffington Post is very, very high on our list. Uh, we have some, some relationships with, with people in there. Uh, as if, if anybody who, you know, there's definitely being able to make money by creating a site like that yourself. For those that maybe don't want to go that route yet but want to make use of those sites, curated content, that means that any of us as an expert, as a writer, as mm-hmm. a business owner, can get our content on those freaking huge sites with all that traffic. Like you said, they get more traffic on those posts than the original And they get sites. mad. One guy actually said, hey, take, wait a minute, I don't want your link up, and then called the guy back three days later and said, wait a minute, I'm losing all my traffic. Yeah. Because they were yeah, all they finding him through the curated site. And these people think, oh, no, it's plagiarism. No, you're doing someone a favor, really. You're actually yeah. getting this one lady had to tell her, I said, honey, they're giving, she says, 
they're getting way more traffic than I am. I said, now, if, if they're not linking to you or crediting you, then you need to take, you know, a cease and desist or take some action. But if they are, why wouldn't you want that? You're, you're, you're leveraging. So, um, anyway, I, I, I don't want to spend a show on that because we've, we've got, I've got to keep an eye on the clock. But I'm glad that, you know, it's definitely not plagiarism. It's not Everybody's worried about duplicate content. Why Google likes it is a lot of these stories that come out disappear the next day. This allows you to keep it alive and going. And, again, if an, an insane guy like Perez Hilton, a nutcase, well, he's dumb like a fox, can, can put together – by the way, he, you know how many people he has working for him? I don't believe any. Wow. I believe he's a one-man army. Might have one assistant, I'm told. 30-some million. The Alexa rankings on all these sites are under 1,000. They're off mm-hmm. the chain, and they're all curated sites. Yeah. And I mean, it's know, amazing. And, and the money, we're not talking like 20000 on Flippa. These are sites that are selling for tens of millions of dollars, people. Very exciting stuff. I think it's very yeah. exciting. Um, dare to rise, so you guys, so what's going to happen when that, when that ends? Because you still got about what another how many days? It was sixty days, so we're we're at uh, yeah, we're we're a little over halfway through. Uh, it's going to wrap on November eighteenth, and we'll probably do a, a live webinar with everybody to to wrap it up. And then after that, I mean, we're we're toying with different options. One of them is to make it more like a like what you call a curated site, where we're going to have mm-hmm. ongoing content with articles. You know. It, give people more access to information. We're going to start creating products and stuff to take people further. We found out what people, you know, what additional things people wanted to learn, how they want additional hand-holding that we couldn't do for free just because, you know, we have to manage our time and, and everything. So so we're looking at a lot of different options there, uh, you know, for how to take it to the next level. I think, I think the curated idea, because right now you built up just already an incredible body of work. And by the way, in the curation sites, what I'm learning is basically the one thing I am not in favor of because I just don't think it's necessary. I, I wrote a real scathing post in the Warrior Forum today, and I haven't written in a long time, and it goes like this. The guy said, how do I spin this so Google the, And I wrote him, I said, instead of trying to game Google, why don't you write something that engages your customer to buy something from you? Yeah. Because the whole the whole thing is always on that form lately is how do I spin something so I don't get busted by Google? I they teach it so ass backwards. They teach mediums. Uh, you know, Twitter isn't worth a, sh- a shit if you don't have any. I mean, if you don't have an. I mean, I, I, I'm getting fired up. But no, I know really you and I are still I, on the same page with that. You gotta have some. You gotta sell shit people want, preferably shit they can't live without. And instead, they'd rather teach you to get a Twitter account and a computer mm-hmm. that massages your wife's feet, and, and you flip the switch, and then you sell some book on why hummingbirds hum, and wonder why <laughs> you haven't made a friggin' sale. Yeah. I mean, it makes yeah, you they, so they angry. Yeah, they make Push the tools. Yeah. They make the business instead They're of not selling. Yes, because it's not sexy. And I personally curate my own content. If I had a site that was of interest to me, I could go out there and find the material. Um, it was, yep. There's article writers crank out 50 articles a day. They could do – you don't even have to do that for these sites. You can do one or two and well, that's, do yeah, them that's yourself. The 
Well, what we love is we have such an outpouring of people in our community. You know, we have a free community on Dare to Rise. And oh, they love you everybody guys over there. I've read it, yeah. Oh, thank you. So uh, so many people contact us, and they're like, we want to help. We will volunteer. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to pay us. We want to be a part of this. And so we're we're going to take a couple people on and do exactly what you said. Let them write articles for us. We'll give them That's what Ariana that did. Yeah, and then they she- get their author link and bio to wherever yep. they want to put it, and you know, we grow. Exactly. And it doesn't, and it's not rehash. This, this notion, everybody is trying to find ways to spin and, and, and it's laziness. It really mm-hmm. comes down to that. I, I totally like the concept of the four hour work week. Uh, if I could get it down to 20 minutes a week, I'd be real happy. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is, why not spend the hour to do it right rather than waste your time on the warrior farm trying to find some piece of software, which Google will eventually find out, uh, they always do, and spend some rehash thing. If you, you know, you guys do it, well, here's the difference between 95, which is why I say 95% of the population is going to fail. That's why the wealth is in the hands of 5%. It's no mistake. The rest of them are sheep. That's why when they jump off the cliff, I'm there with the imported parachute that doesn't friggin' open because what's the difference? They don't value their own lives, so what the hell difference does it make? I really mean that, too. It pisses me off. But you guys deliver value. Yeah, and we see people are willing to write for you is because you guys are giving out seriously good value, not bullshit, not stuff that leads to an upsell that never ends. Mm -hmm. And because we believe in it. It's like you said, you cannot fake Fake genuineness, no. Yeah. That's what I describe you as every single time I say the most genuine chick I know. I mean, I mean that. I got a girl that has pretty much, and she must have one hell of a a cool boyfriend because she's pretty much comes down and helps me get to the doctor, do the stuff I got to do. Do go do the, you know, I got like Nurse Ratchet that massages my legs. It feels like a friggin' Brillo pad. And mm. she's got the personality of a, you know, till of a hun. Um, but this girl, and this girl's beautiful. And, 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 for, and I'm damaged goods now, you know. And, and it means so much to me because she was the last person I thought would ever do it. And the people that I thought, and before we get into Olay, I, my biggest problem and I'm not dropping names because I don't believe in that. But I I was told like 20 years ago, Vinny, you're not capable of love. It's all about business money. And that screwed my head up for a long time. So I really tried um, on the last three and did well for a while. And on one in particular, I and I mean this truthfully, I'm, I'm not uh, – I gave – more to her than I probably gave to myself or my family. And I had the mother of an ex-girlfriend say to me, and I didn't understand it at the time. I thought it was now I think it's one of the most brilliant things I ever heard. She said, the more you do for her, the more she's going to hate you for it because it's a reflection in the mirror that you have to do things that she herself can't do, like pay the light bill. And this wasn't a gold-digging chick. This wasn't a chick after me when I had, you know, you know, the, the 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 big dollars, uh, you know. Uh, right now, due to due to the fact I have a prior uh, pre pre existing, you know, they I can't get insured for any amount of money. Mm-hmm. I have to pay cash. It's cash or bury, as they call it. But wow. this particular 
Well, I'm, I'm blessed I can even come with what I do. Now, this radiation, God knows what it's going to run. But uh, you know me, if i got to write a book, I'll write a book and I'll sell the bitch. I mean, I'll get, I'll get, I'm not going to sit here and boo-hoo and, and whine about it. And that's why everybody's so nice. They send you the potions and do this. And I tell them all the same thing. I don't focus on the negative because whatever you focus on is what you get. But how do you, and you of all people, um, and to compare my situation with yours isn't even fair because it's not even in the same league. Mine was more of a broken heart, and yours was much more notorious and evil, I think. Um, well, I don't think I know. Um, and I remember getting mad at you, and I don't think I was mad at you. I think I was mad at me or something. Remember when you used that forgive word, and I just I mm. wanted to go. You know, I wanted to get, I said, hey, you know, Apparently you're not interested in finding this guy because I got people who good, and you know I'm I, you know I I'm being honest I I'm keeping it real here I was because it pained me to hear that story that somebody you know I, to, to the thought of somebody hurting you like that I want you know my first reaction is is let me go and you said no no and I, and then I'm getting pissed at you and I'm thinking <laughs> this ain't right I, this girl need that's the last thing you need but how do you I know that. If I do the right thing and, you know, I, the, the drinking's pretty much done. I don't not my liver, believe it or not, is in great shape. Go figure, right? So are my <laughs> I know, lungs. right? Yeah. yeah. Everything is good. And you know what? I don't get colds. I've never been, I don't ever get sick. The few times I do, they're doozies. They're bad. But I just, you know, how do you forgive like that? How do you get that? Because I've got so much anger and bitterness to a certain person who I literally just gave everything to, financially, emotionally, and 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 I am so pissed. And I, I mean, I I'm not going into specific stories, but I'm just so angry and hurt over this. And I'm supposed to be a player. I'm not supposed to even give a shit. It's cop and blow, pimpology 101. How do you do that? How did you do it? Well, you know, it's interesting because I, I just had one of our dare to rise. Uh, people who, who live local to me, she wanted to meet up and basically ask me that same question, how do you forgive a betrayal? And the first thing, and, and it came up in our conversation too, I was really surprised, We, the betrayal can almost help us in the sense that it forces us to look at the person we want everyone to believe that we are, the person we want to believe we are, Mm-hmm. And then the real person that does get hurt, that does screw up, that does make mistakes, that does trust the right. wrong person, you know. Because I don't even hate of, this girl, and I'd like to really hate her. I really do. I and, well, and I can't. Right, I mean, I still would send. If she needed money today, I'd probably send it to her. And I'm not whipped. I ain't with one of those guys. I mean, I hang out with some pretty hot chicks. I don't know if you've been on my YouTube channel, but. Uh, you know, those are both ex-girlfriends who were best friends, I and mean, probably where it should be too. I get along. I mean, I, I mean, I've done well. I mean, you know, ask them at practical profits. They were all coming up to say hi to me. They weren't coming up to say hi to me. They wanted to look at the girl I was with. But I, I also think that I, it wasn't a case that I needed somebody to complete me. But I think you reach a point in your life where you want. You want to feel like, hey, wait a minute, man, I'm, you know, X, you know, I'm almost 40. I'd like to have somebody, you know, there maybe in 10 years. It never mattered to me before. Well, for me, you know, dealing with with betrayal, you know, and, of course, my situation was slightly different. One of the larger parts that I had to heal was, for me, when I feel betrayed by someone, 
I'm not only upset with them, I'm upset with myself for falling for it, right? Oh, me too. I'm more angry at me than her. Right. Okay, so forgiveness is the other side of that coin. It's not about saying everything they did to me is okay, it's okay that they did this, this, and that. It's, you know what, I I understand that I'm as upset at myself as I am at them, so forgiveness is really about you. It's not about them. When I said that I could forgive this guy, it was about Mm. me being able to say, I'm going to choose not to carry this pain and anger anymore because it doesn't serve me. You don't deserve to affect my life like that anymore. And so the first step of that process was me going into that anger and going into that, you know, F you feeling. And dealing with that, really feeling my anger, allowing it, not feeling guilty for it. And it took me five and a half, it it took me nearly five and a half years before I could really honestly say 100% that it's forgiven for me, that I can really forgive it. And, you know, and that was a whole process. And, and it went from anger into sorrow. And really but you feel used, too. Part, part, part of it is is I'm, I'm way too smart for I think an ego comes into it with me. It's like I don't That's get played. No chick has ever played Vinny. I mean, I have right. never been played. But I feel like I got played like a friggin' Stradivarius. And I don't think it – and it wasn't money so much. It wasn't like the chick was out for the money. It was that – she got the best they got and was so unappreciative. Like, it, I thought, my God, I'm doing things for you that your own family can't or won't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's no, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, okay, I, I, I think that, that that helps a little bit on that. But I need to get that poison on me because that, the, I, I talked to my, I got a really cool doctor, and he told me, he said, that, that'll kill you faster than cancer will. He said, you sure. have got to, to let go of that. I tried to extend the olive branch, actually wrote a nice email and said, hey, I'd like to work with you on this curated blog. I got an idea. Never heard back. I said, okay, shan't bother you again, and I'm going to attempt to just not, you know, communicate at this point because i got to focus on this. Um, hey, it's I about you. It, it's, you've well, got here's, here's the other thing. No one has the – people say, oh, she pissed me off. No. Nobody can do anything to you. You you have to allow that. You have to process it. If somebody makes you angry, it's because you allow them to make you angry. Because you can take their words and spend them any way you want to. You have to, and I do. See, I don't feel sorry for myself. People say, oh, I don't boo-hoo about the cancer. I don't boo-hoo about any of it because um, it's on me. And what happens, happens. And I am not a fucking, excuse my language, I'm not a victim, and I'm not going to ever be one. Doesn't mean I don't have my days, and there aren't days. I felt that I'm, I'm not scared of dying, but I'm scared of death of what happens when I do go. You know, what, I, I, that's my fear, if you want to know the truth. Where do you go after you die? I don't know. I always say I don't believe in hell and all this. And then party wakes up one day and says, maybe they got it right, I'm going to go burn. Your, I don't know. Death doesn't scare me. I, you know, I, I've lived, I've lived one of the greatest lives anybody could live. I've done shit people only dream about in, in a short time. So I don't feel sorry for myself, and that's why I tell these people who send me all this stuff. Please don't. I don't want to focus on it. So I want to move along. Let's talk about the big O. I call it affectionately the big O because I'm always in the gutter. I want everybody out there, especially you people with money, in case Vinny ain't around. This to me is going to be your legacy project. And I and, and it's, I know it's kind of tough to talk about because you're really, it's not something you've even started yet, but please go through this because this, I think, will be your legacy. You know, we all, my legacy is going to be 120 shows sitting on Blog Talk Radio. 
that you guys can listen to over cocktails 10 years from now. You are actually going to have something that's really great. And when you talk to me about it, um, I just call it the big O because I can't pronounce the damn thing. But (laughs) I want you to run through it because there's somebody out there with the money to make this happen when it's ready to happen. And I don't care who it is. You guys, I'm telling you, this girl's soul is intact. This project is is, is it, it has to happen. I want you to talk about that while we are, you know, and I'll keep an eye on the clock. And um, give us a name. Tell us what it's about because I don't think a lot of people know. Yeah, it's uh, it's called Olila, and it's O exclamation point Lila. Uh, the idea for this business came from, uh, as Vinny knows, me facing that decision after, you know, being held captive and going through that whole experience, I tried to just bury it and ignore it and go, you know, just deal with life like like a lot of us do. And mm-hmm. I came to a point where I realized I was dying on the vine and I was going to have to really do the painful thing and heal. And the only mm-hmm. thing that made that worth it to me was, okay, if I'm going to go through this trouble, it better not be just for me. I have to have something that I come into, that I learn, that I discover that I can mm-hmm. give to everybody else. And Olila was born out of that mission, out of me going through the process of being, okay, I want to pass this on. I want to help women who have gone through trauma heal. Right. I want to educate young women and girls so that they don't go through, and, and not just rape or, or the, you know, but the whole gambit, all the violence against women. I think there's a big self-esteem issue with girls. I really do. I feel there bad is. teenage girls. I, I yeah. just do, and especially ones that aren't, necessarily real beautiful i i don't mean that in a mean way but you know there's always that that girl that's not wasn't blessed with you know the stunning looks and and or might be overweight and it's really i i don't want to ruin my image here but it breaks my fucking heart when i when i see some of the things like when i went to my niece's school to um watch her recital or something and i just hear the comments and it just breaks your heart because you know mm-hmm. what kid would want to get up and go to school and be just tortured like that um I was mentally that and it sticks with you your whole life for a lot of them a lot of them end up com- committing suicide i mean it's 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 very yeah. sad to me it's, it's um, guys it's, too but mo- but girls it, i think it's so much tougher well see girls get the message that our worth is in our looks you know, we, we get hit, we, it, it hits us from every angle. As children, there's actually a great book called Reviving Ophelia that is about mm-hmm. the, the shift that women make from preteen to teen and how our psyche fractures. And we stop being who we truly are and start being whatever is validated and loved. And so, you know, it's obvious that the girls that are not pretty get beaten down. Like, I was the least popular kid all through, all through elementary school and high school. And so I got Well, you were tall, kids. right? So you might have been, you were one of those, oh, I was were you with the tall, gangly type, and then you kind of grew totally. into it? Yeah, huh? yeah. So I got to see both sides. Because you're finer than all like, outdoors now, girlfriend. Trust me. Thank you. <laughs> you're so sweet. And I have been around. Yeah. I, I'm not an expert on uh, most of the things you are, but uh, uh, mark me down for being an expert on that subject. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah So well, a lot of us are familiar with what girls go through who are not pretty What's, What really surprised me is the girls that are really beautiful are Almost have worse self-esteem because they oh. think the only worth they have is in their looks And they, they never do. develop uh, out of uh, that That's so true, I did a booking with Cassandra Lynn She's that blonde in my avatar I walk mm-hmm. into the room, I shouldn't, well, boy, I shouldn't have said her name But she, she's a Playboy bunny for February And 
let's just put it like this. She had more issues than any woman I've ever met, and the tears are running and the mascara is running, and she's saying, I'm so sorry, Ben, please don't call my agent. I don't know if I can do this, et cetera, et cetera. I said, honey, you're going to be fine. The people are down there, you know. And this is a girl who is stunning, but her butt, as they get a little older, she was 27, and boy, when 30 hits a lot of women. I mean, I know when um, you know one of the girls in, in my videos turned 30, just that was very hard for her. Uh, mm. That age for some reason. And but you're right. In, in the case of this girl, she's a playboy. That's all she to her. That was it. Once once she didn't have she didn't have anything else in her mind, and that's too bad because some of the playboy bunnies are so stereotyped. Some of them are the smartest. I mean, the yeah. adult film industry, believe it or not, there are more female executives, I believe, than men. They are sharp. They're not stupid. Um, you know, they're poorly stereotyped. That's another show. But um, the Olay talk about it, because this is a project that's going to require some money. And what what is the yeah. objective? What, what, what do we want to do? lay it out here? I'm trying to switch this. Okay, so five minutes. if, if somebody really wants the high level of our objective, you look at, at two blog posts on jamieminson.com. They're the, the okay. most recent two. The le- open letter to the man who never arrived and is there danger in a woman's sexuality. And we found that these two posts, I mean, I get a lot of feedback and comments and, and traffic from everything I do. These two just, like, beyond hit the mark. And what, what we heard yeah. from people is both men and women really connected with the sense of separation in the open letter to the man who never arrived. And right. it's that concept that women are raised to believe that one day we are going to be saved. And what, what happens when a woman hits 30, what happens when a woman hits 40, when we run into trauma, when we wake up and realize life didn't turn out the way that we planned or the way that we wanted to, it's acknowledging that deep pain that, you know what, society always told me, parents always told me, Disney always told me that one day that guy was going to come and save me. And you know what, he didn't effing show up. Right. And that is, it's it's not always that simple and clear cut. Well, and that's every chick I've ever sense. been with is the one who needed to be saved. I, I attract Right, that. and men have the reverse. Men want to save women. Totally and the, the thing is, is we save ourselves and we show up for each other. That dynamic is there. It's in masculinity and femininity. The masculine desires freedom. Femininity desires love. A woman's right. highest desire, or I should say someone with feminine energy, our highest desire and expression is to give and receive love. And men connect best with love through a woman. It's hard for a man to get there on his own. He doesn't have, his brain doesn't have nearly as much uh, wiring for emotions that women do. And right. men are very linear. You're on one track most of the time. It takes a lot to derail you off of a focus where a woman can free flow and go everywhere. So a man needs a woman to pull him from his focus on purpose, which is a man's highest uh, masculinity, you know, its highest desires for that freedom and that giving your gifts to the world through your purpose. And not right. to say that women can't really connect with that, because you know me more than anybody. I mean, I, I almost thought, oh, am I a masculine core because I have such a deep purpose? But I realized no matter how big my purpose is, just like that open letter to the man who never arrived, if I feel unloved or rejected, guess what? That precipitates everything for me because I'm a woman. I notice if I feel loved or not. So so that concept of a woman's deep desire to feel love, this unspoken thing in our society where women are subconsciously waiting to be saved in some regard. I mean, I am very, very independent. I've never seen myself as – I've never needed a relationship. I was always actually the one in a relationship that left 
I, I never, I never did them. either, but I kind of liked the last uh, couple I've had. And they BTR must but BTR must know it's my last show because it looks like they just gave me a few minutes more time because this is really cool and I actually shut my mouth tonight a little bit so keep going. <laughs> yeah, so you know it, you you have that aspect of what a woman goes through and you couple that with a woman's sexuality. What men and the masculine love most in women is our playfulness, our radiance, our ability to be our total self because right. a woman can move across all the aspects of her being and move with her body in a way that men don't typically. And men love that in women. And then what do we do? We shut that down. We feel that it's dangerous to be sexual. We feel it's dangerous to show our radiance because somebody might harm us. And that's not a woman's fault. A society has led us to that place. And then, you know, as I say in my post, it's not society's fault either. It's a darkness in humanity that we're trying to evolve past right now. It's just for whatever reason that duality is in there. And so because we have this deep desire and passionate connection with sex, we have this deep repression of it at the same time, especially in Western culture. And right. so Olila is about relanguaging that for both men and women. It's a women's transformation company, but we are as much about celebrating men and connecting men and women together. In fact, we're going to have a men's version of a uh, portion of the site now too because my, for whatever reason, half our, our people are men. <laughs> and they love learning about women. But, you know, I'm actually doing a deep dive right now into men and learning about masculinity and, you know, the way of the superior man by David Data, a lot of what I just talked about I got from that Well, book. I charge 5000 to console about that, but I'm going to do that for you for free. So you just pick a type when you call okay. Vinny up. I'm going to give you the hour for free, and we're going to delve deeply into that. So that See so how good I am to you? Of- what what all of this is about? Now, really nor- well, yeah, generally uh, um, we do it at the bar over a couple frozen margaritas because I feel like it it loosens up the inhibitions. We can do that if I if I can make my way out there. Done yeah, deal. I love you, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Hook, I got you hook, line, and sinker on dry land. Uh, no, I, actually, we are going to have the margaritas, but no, I don't consult. I, 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 I can't get my own shit together. I sure am not qualified to get advice to others about relationships. So, um, well, you can talk that, about being a man and what that's like. I can always use more information about that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, it's uh, it's got its moments sometimes, and uh, you know. But uh, what else? Because now they gave me the extra time, as well they should. Boy, well, I feel like guy, the poor guy on the chat, I just ripped him. I'm, and then I said, I'm sorry, no, it's not you. But for three years, I've had my theme music. Can you guys take off my music? So, I'm, you know, just, and they're clueless. I don't know why, I just don't, you know, greed. It's like, I don't want a CPA site, man. But um, what, hard, okay. You know. All right, so keep going on this old lady. Um, when, what oh, is, what is <laughs> I know the big O. Okay. Yeah, call okay. it the big O. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm in the gutter. But let's. But let's. It's let's. Okay. Um, no, We're all I'm about not. I, 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 seriously, <laughs> this, 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 this is really no. Actually, truthfully, I told you before the show started that I want to discuss this because I really, I really think, and I think you do too, that this is probably your calling and legacy product. Product. I don't even I want I don't want to call it a product. It's a lifestyle. It's the whole thing. And I think anybody that has that, see, I've never found mine. I don't even know what the hell mine is. So when someone Mm -hmm. finds it, I think they, 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 you know, I or anyone else, that's why we do these shows, to give you the opportunity to get it out there. So I want you to keep going 
get off the masculine and all that stuff. I want you to really hit them with what, because one thing that, that I want uh, people to realize is this is something, talk about the men, because because it's very possible there's going to be a guy out there who's going to put up a 50 or 100 grand, and I can't have him thinking that this is a chick flick uh, where two girls dive off the cliff at the end of the movie. Hell no, yeah. And you're no, not that way. I know you. I know no. you love men too. I mean, you know. I mean, I have, a, I have a ton of female listeners to my show, which which shocks people. But it's because <laughs> I keep it real. Yeah, yeah, I like. I mean, I love women. I'm not misogynistic. Yeah, we love all the women's companies that are popping up everywhere, but the problem mm-hmm. is they all have the same message, the same look, the same feel. Where we want to hit the mainstream market and we can, see the cool thing that we bring to the table through wonderful Angela Hartman is we have connections into Hollywood, into celebrities, into charities, into every affiliate and in Internet marketing. I mean, we can hit the ground running in such a major way, both mainstream and with, the self-help market books. We can get a book. Deal. We're already working on book deals. We're working with the top people in the business. Like we have that is so powerful. The need. book thing is it to have. Yeah, and and we, I, I am interrupting you this time. That's okay. Everybody wants to do the friggin' Kindle in this, and that's fine. But there is, no, I think it was Dan Kennedy, probably Gary Halbert said it first. But the one who writes the book is the expert. And even Ron Douglas on our interview, and it was a great interview, he's generated almost $7 million in free press and has sold, I mean, has made millions. He doesn't like me to say that because he said, tax man, don't say millionaire, Vinny. Don't use the M word. But he was a a, uh, J.P. Morgan stockbroker and got fired. And he came up with a copycat recipe for KFC. You go to rondouglas.com, you should look him up. He's a great guy. He and and you'd really like him. The real nice guy, very accessible. But but something happened where somebody from the paper came over, and it led to that hard copy book. And like I said, this guy, he had some proven sales on ClickBank, but it was hard copy. And to get a hundred thousand dollar advance from Simon and Schuster, the credibility. Now, once you have the book, they don't even read the book. Half these media outlets. He's getting his phone just ringing off the hook because yep. it was perfect timing. The recession, I don't believe in recessions. I call them corrections, but let's call it the recession if you want to. Yeah. You know, um, it was um, every 10 years we go through this. I mean, it's all, you know, the opportunity right now is greater than ever to buy things. Uh, people would, you know, get off the gloom and doom. Find out what's kicking people in the ass and, and, and find a solution for them, and you can get rich in this country instead of bitching mm-hmm. and whining. Um, but he now has the second one out, got a bigger advance. And that, that the book thing is huge because when, when you have that hard copy book or whatever, even if it's whatever, it, it is major credibility. The celebrity. Yeah, legitimacy. Well, I, I sent you some, I mean, like we talked about Oz the Male. He, he, does, he, he has worked, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you saw that media kit I sent you, but the client mm-hmm. list is Quentin Tarantino, HBO, uh, the Michael Jacksons, every every, um, it's it, it's it's almost an endorsed uh, positioned access. 
one of the things I learned from him when I need to get some, like, say, legal advice, I call, yeah, this is Vince James with the uh, Lakeland Ledger uh, news section, and I need to find out, I, I'm told you're the best licensing attorney in Florida, and I'm wondering if you have 30 minutes to inter- I could interview you. Well, by the time I've done, i got $5,000 worth of legal advice and contracts and everything else. Yep. Now, some call that black hat. I don't, because I just gave the guy an interview that he can now use for clients or whatever else. But you use that position access. Um, you call, you know, same thing um, on on like the uh, what are they uh, when we used to do things to do leads for financial planners. You don't you'd put something like uh, the seven places the terrorists don't want you to invest a hundred thousand. Right. Now think about that for a minute. That number, the number is the qualifier because for you to even bite on that, it means you got a hundred thousand most likely to start with. And those leads were paying up to $1,000. Um, one thing I will talk to you off the air about um, that I cracked the code on and actually tested it, I wish I felt better, I'd do more of it, is um, if you go into a certain CPA network, you don't even have to be a member, uh, you'll see certain drugs like Zoloft and these things, and they are paying $500 a lead just for the squeeze page, you know, fill out, nothing else. And I have talked about this before, but I have got a way where you can go in, swipe those squeeze pages, change them. They're all legal. They've already got the legality stuff done. And you go right direct to the attorney. And I did this. And people say, well, then how do you fight? I said, you just pretend that it's you. What would you do if you used Zoloft when you were pregnant? Would you find an attorney? Do you think you could do that? Yeah. Well, they'll pay you for it, and they'll pay you a hell of a lot more. And by the way, they don't say things like, you can't email market. They don't give a shit. All they want is a legitimate client. And there's a certain site I'm not going to say. I may just give it away for free on the last show. I haven't decided. But it gives you everything you need, and you don't have to play by their rules because, trust me, they're taking the lion's share of the money anyway. And there's about eight or nine of these drugs that, they, you know, the FDA, you know, leave it to the FDA. They kill more people with FDA drugs than but the natural, you know, thing. You Which know. they're trying it, to outlaw now. Oh, of course they are because there's no money in it. You know, there's no money yep. in it. So, but, but, but it's true. It's a lot of it's just positioning. Um, we, I, same thing. You go up to a car dealer. You say, um, "Hi, I'm looking for the best car dealer in Florida. I've got 19 Japanese buyers that are going to be in town next month. Can we cut a deal?" Now, I might not know a single Japanese buyer, but I'm coming at them from a position of strength, not weakness. And what ends up happening is, it, is it reverses the process and. And and I don't know how we got off that, but I think one of the the things that this project does, I think it's going to be really empowering. Are you guys looking to do? You, you've got the books. You've got. I, I, I mean, like you say, the, you cannot. We live in a. I'm not going to use the bad word. How do I put this? We live in a tabloid society, where mm-hmm. people would rather yeah. get their training from Cindy Crawford, who while is very beautiful, probably knows about as much about training as I do, and they will pick her over a guy (laughs) who actually probably, you know, you know, has a degree and is up to date on the state of the art, everything. It's human nature. 
And I think as far as your, I think when the first thing somebody when they you know when they're going to put money into something, they say, well, what's your plan as far as getting it out there? You guys are going to crush it on that end. Yeah, and then we have the monetization behind it, which I can't go into here. Cause, no, you don't have to I go mean, into it. But I'm just saying <laughs> we, when somebody says, you, yeah. you know, it's not a case of you guys are going into this blind and and have no – I mean, that's your specialty. I mean, Yeah, I mean, we've, it, we've spent the past 10 to 15 years launching other people's brands and businesses, building, you know, 100,000-person lists. I mean, yeah. promoting best-selling authors, yeah, we – And don't take this it. wrong, but I have said it a million times. I call it my Red Bull theory. That's the girl yeah. that comes in and sells you the Red Bull that I still – it's like liquid methamphetamine. You drink one, you're up eight days. I still have a case in my closet from eight years ago, but I bought it because I wanted to date her. Um, mm-hmm. I've always said that women make great – you know, if you got the brains. It's like anything else. you got to have brains, men or women. But women will kick our ass in the sales department. I mean, you're a classic example. I mean, you would thump me, and I'm pretty good. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That doesn't mean you come in and play some ditzy blonde with a skirt up to your ass, but I mean, it means there's nothing wrong with being attractive and smart, and it it it, it it's so much harder to say no to you. I couldn't say if you came in and wanted to sell me some Mona V, I'd buy it. If some <laughs> dude came in, I'd, I'd toss his ass out the back door. I mean, truthfully, right. and 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 there's and and I and that's something that should be brought up because. This girl came in. She wasn't being slutty or, or suggestive. She had a smile, and she was pretty, and she pitched me the product, and I bought the damn case. I took one drink. Like I said, I think I was up for 18 days. So, you know, Red Bull. But that's how they marketed it. It was brilliant, actually, street marketing. I mean, you know. Yeah, they, I used to know. actually do that um, before that's I got very into cool marketing. Stuff, I was a it? promo model, and it's, it's, I mean, there's a whole industry built on that for sure. I saw something on 60 Minutes about that. They did it with cigarettes. They did it with other things. How, what Everything. were you doing? Now, that, that is one of the most – that in uh, subliminal airbrushing and Cosmo and Playboy and Sir Calvin Klein ads uh, and, and th- things like that fascinate me. I have been trying to find information on that. What was your thing? What was your well, – you kind of go up to a guy and say, have you ever tried – 60 Minutes, I can't find the friggin' thing on YouTube – it's basically where you go out, say you're pitching cigarettes, hey, you know, a guy maybe doesn't, hey, here, have you tried this, or whatever the hell it is. Um, and, and it's not, you're not even acting like a salesperson. It's almost very covert. Some people find it black hat because they yeah, think you're tricking. I don't, yeah, I don't, I, mean, I don't, because you're not forcing anyone to do anything. But someone right. pretty like you, I could see you doing well. What did you, could you tell me what the product was? Oh yeah, it was, I mean, I worked for Gillette, Microsoft, CoverGirl. I mean, all the all the big corporations use it, and all it is is just when there's a trade show and one of these big corporations has a booth, or you go to a concert. Like we did a lot of uh, the uh, rock and roll and heavy metal concerts we, uh, for the U.S. Army, and we'd have a booth outside. And what they do is they hire. You think it's it's salespeople that are manning some of these booths, and they may be in the tech field, but for corporation trade shows that are to consumers. It's typically yeah. promotional models who are hired. Absolutely. Basically, yeah, it's a model with a brain, basically. And hired a ton the of them. The what? I've hired a ton of them. You're exactly yeah. in, in Vegas, like at the VFDA show, the Video Software Dealer Association show, the Magic Show, which is a clothing mm-hmm. show. Um, absolutely. A, a, a pretty chick with brains who gets it is, is devastating. Yeah. And she really and the guys is. Too. 
they they hired a lot of men as well because the women respond to the men. <laughs> right, and and I found I found out through testing that uh, girls in bikinis are a terrible sell for swimming pools here here in Florida based on the demographic, uh, which yep. is usually the old man looking at her ass. Well, his wife, who's about sixty, off the wife. Yeah, yeah, is real pissed off, and the and and so I had to switch up. But you know that's what testing's all about. Um, I just figured, my God, a girl in a bikini and a swimming pool, that's made for each other. That's why you test. I found out that wasn't the case. I probably caused a couple of divorces over that. It's Yeah. I mean, I could go into a whole thing. I'm, I'm doing a deep study on uh, relationship dynamics. and It, it is. And, and it but did you ever do it on the street? I mean, when I mean the street, I'm talking the 60 Minutes episode would show. I forget. Right. It's under let's the let's cover. Just, yeah. No, let's just say it's a pack of cigarettes. Um It'd be like the girl would be out there, and she'd, you know, or maybe it was, you know, whatever it is, or a new, or a new brand of clothing or something. But they would actually interact with people, but not in a salesy way. It'd just be like a chick walk up to a guy and say, "Hey, we, um, you know," and he or she'd hear him say, "I need a cigarette here. Try this and whatever." And it was fascinating. And I'm thinking, my God, this isn't very scalable. How do they? do this to make it scalable enough to make it worth it. But mm-hmm. apparently they do. I think a lot of it does also to glean market research and proximity yeah, marketing. Proximity marketing is fascinating to me. Um, yeah. It's not JVs. I mean, you know, if you've got the florist and the dating service, that kind of makes sense. But, you know, Osm put together something with a girls' school and a, and a karate school, um, one of the two, one of the lessons he taught, which is so brilliant, is to open up a phone book randomly to a business, close it, open it up to another one, and then make the connection. Even if they're totally unrelated, he said there's always a connection. And with that proximity marketing, a lot of people, like a plastic surgeon that I work with now, well, when the girl has the breast lift, she has it done once. I said, but she's paid six or seven grand. I've bought two. I know how much they cost. I'm still paying off one. Thank you, Denise. Um, that's the one I'm fighting with. Um, but I told him, you know, I said through through these market research companies and stuff, I said that's valuable because once she gets that, she goes and does something else. It doesn't maybe maybe it's not plastic surgery. I mean, it, it could you yeah. know right. But those and you know and most most people don't think that way, and that's why I still think. I don't know if you're familiar with it or used it. I'm sure you have, but it's like my Bible. It still is the SRDS. I mean, you can literally standard rate data service, uh, not the hard copy, not the online version. It's in most libraries. You could find a, you can find a guy who reads Playboy. He's 65 and likes to golf and get his exact zip code. And that's how targeted you can get with that. It mm-hmm. runs about six or seven. I think about six hundred dollars, but it's in most of the major libraries and. Um, very few people even know about it. I mean, and yet all the great mail order marketing legends, yep. that was their Bible. It really yeah. was. Still, I mean, it is. You know, and I'll tell you, it's like it is It is effective, that, that sort of undercover just going in there. Uh, mm-hmm. You might, I mean, I'm sure a lot of DJ services and stuff do this, but I used to work, uh, I used to be a dancer, not that kind of dancer, <laughs> an actual. Oh, man, you, you know, just, why, why do you got to dance my bubble? <laughs> it's all right. You can come clean to Vinny. No, never. I just muted. I just muted all the the listeners. Okay, so did you uh, did you swing on the pole or what? No, 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 no. I'm I just, I was a go go dancer for a time at a at a deep house club, 
you know, but it was, it, I mean, there were kids, I, I was in a window on, on State Street in Santa Barbara, and, you know, I mean, kids are That's walking like by. That's like saying you're a go-go dancer at Chuck E. Cheese, honey. That don't, yeah, Vinny ain't buying this story. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I was a real dancer, <laughs> like, went to school for it. Right. <laughs> and so right. in high school, Jimmy I got Plier, a I gotcha. Yeah, so I went, okay. I I worked with a local DJ company, and they would actually pay dancers to come in plain clothes, you know, dressed like everybody else for the wedding or for the bat mitzvah, right. and we would they, we would look like we were part of the the party. And then when the That's, music would start, you know, nobody goes on the dance floor. We got paid just to be first on the dance floor because then everybody else would come. That's fascinating. That, that was my job. That's another thing I interviewed. He's a nutcase, but he's brilliant. Glenn Osborne, he told me the story about the guy who would he had showed up in a limo, had one pretty girl with him. The girl would walk into a strip club, come out with three girls, and go into another one. By the time they were done, about out of 50 girls, the limo driver said, how in the hell are you getting these girls? And basically the girl went in and pitched him and said, look, we've got a big corporate event. This wasn't prostitution, by the way, and you're going to make a hell of a lot more money at this big party than you are at this dive club. And yeah. he basically reverse hired the, the term that Osmond uses, um, or in this case Glenn used, uh, um, reverse hired, and got and, and basically picked up, I think, 30, 40 girls. Uh, that ended up making a hell of a lot more money than they would have on that shift. And, you, this, you know, and he didn't come in himself because he's not, get, you know, you go into a girl's dressing room at a strip club, you're going to get a club upside your head. So yeah. he'd send in one of the girls. It was brilliant. I mean, mm-hmm. um, but I think market research, I just, I, I think it's, 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 like I said, you, I think you know your market on this real well. What I think is strong about it on an investment level is the fact that you guys, when you guys have it down, you will get the word out. It's not going to be like the big old what, who, what, yeah. you know, that. You, that, to me, is probably going to be the easiest part of it for you. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll be, um, and, and, I, and I think that is something that lends itself to branding. Not everything does. I think that's definitely something that you will have branded with T-shirts on down, you know, I mean, everything. Oh, yeah, we've already planned it. I mean, our tagline that we originally wanted to use, and we still have to test it, because it may be a little too racy for people. For no, go ahead, fire it away. Well, it's or if, if you don't want to say it, because somebody might rip no, it no, off. No, no, it's fine, yeah. it's fine. But we well, were going to make somebody the tagline. To, you know. what? Do you want to hear it? I, of course I want to hear it. <laughs> this, this, this is a Vegas Vince show. What are you talking about? So it was going to be giving women the ultimate O in every area of their life. I love it. Yeah, so we, I mean, we have to test it. The I'm going to get on the phone with the attorney after we hang up, and I'm going to put a TM after that, and then a VV211. No, and then I it better be great. in my name. <laughs> well, of course it'll be in your, well, yeah, I'm going to leave you, you know, if something happens to me, I'm going to leave you everything. You're going to have the empire. Uh, well, you're I not don't going think you anywhere. Want, well, the restaurant, the restaurant gross is a million a year, and net's about 20000 um, So <laughs> there you go. Food cost is high. So now I go, no, I'm just joking. But um, uh, I think that's great. Say that one more time. I'm going to actually write that down. You know, I'll tell you offline. <laughs> okay. Somebody oh, yeah, God, see, damn it. No, actually, so actually I was kind of a trendsetter because I did come up with the big O part. Well, that's why I loved it. I'm like, you can keep calling it that because we were already we were already kind of joking along those lines, and we were calling yeah. it the ultimate O. So I love that. And oh, and we were gonna have a T-shirt uh, that says, uh, "Real men know where the where the where the O is." O exclamation point. 
you know, well, and it's like the men that follow spot, Lila. But uh, most of them don't. Um, I actually had my best friend before he went to jail. Uh, this is why am I telling you this? But this was years <laughs> ago. He was going off for tax evasion. He said, "I've only taught this to my only taught this technique to one person, my kid, who was like 18." And then he gave me the whole rundown on the G spot, and uh, mm-hmm. I have to say that uh, that was probably one of the kindest things anyone has ever done for me. <laughs> I agree, and there's it was some good worth books more out than there. money. It was worth more all, than money. All the men. Yeah, I haven't read the book personally, but I've heard many good things about it. There's a book called you, you, She Comes First. Good God, man, you're getting worse than me. All right, worse I than like you. That. This is my business. I like. Well, I didn't know. I, mean, I didn't know. Jesus. I, I, you know, I thought, you know, I didn't. You, you could have been like girlfriend number two, you know, fifteen below zero. She lasted uh, about a day. She made. Well, actually, the funny thing about her was, is she made me choose between her and the snake. She had a big python. I got a cat. I took one look at that snake, and uh, I said, it's. Uh, you and the snake are ahead, or, or, or I said the snake had to go because I'm not having no eight foot, you know, n- nothing against them, but I'm not waking up with some snake slithering, slithering over my ass at four in the morning <laughs> or something. So, needless to say, she packed the snake up, and that was probably for the best because uh, I got a cat, and 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 I'm looking at the snake and the tongue, and and looking at my cat like it's uh, you know. The Last Supper, <laughs> you know, and I told her, I said, uh, the cat lives here, honey, you're visiting. I was like 18. Wow. It was a long time ago. What's the name of the other book, How to Make Her? Um, uh, it's called She Comes First. She Comes First. And it's a manual first. for men. And then yeah. the second book I don't book need no manual. I, I, I don't need I know a manual, you don't, but, but you may I know have my, I know my that game might be interested. It's huh? not, you know. You may have I, I could write, I could write that a short PDF It's uh, with bullets, and, uh, you know, you could stick your name on it and uh, call it your own. What, then i got to put that big, long list of things you can't do. It's not available for what, what all that PLR stuff they do. Not resale rights, not included, this or this. Then you got to put the, the, the disclaimer in if someone, you know, can't be responsible, you know, like if, you know, they die in the act or something, you know, like the guy has a heart attack or, you know, all that stuff. Got to keep it legal. Mm-hmm. So I just get you a good disclaimer. That would be my gift to you for doing this show. <laughs> you know you're never yeah. going to work in Hollywood again after that. They're going to say, good, sweet, screaming Jesus. She just did Vegas Vince's last live interview for a while. <laughs> but, see, that takes okay. some big wavos, man. So that's why, that's why, that's why we love you. Cause, hey, I was honored. Uh, uh, no, the pleasure was all mine. Are you kidding me? I just all I got to do is go check out. Uh, just hit. I did check out that image. I whenever whenever I do the show, I always check out a picture of the guests. You know, just kind of get focused. So it's fun to do yours because about eight or nine of them I just love. I'll send you all. Yeah, well, there's a there's a couple, but the one the eyes, the eyes are cool. I mean, you got the, you got those, the cat eyes. Please don't tell me those are contacts either. Those uh, the, no, break, no, they're real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, the eyes never lie. So mm-hmm. I got the big guinea eyes. So uh, mine don't either. So um, no, that's totally cool. 
I think I, I think I think the project is going to be great. I know you can't get in a whole yeah. lot of stuff, but it, you know, and and basically it's a deal where you're going to do some. Now we had a difference of opinion in equity sharing because um, basically you're looking, you'll be looking. You're not looking for a partner, and I don't blame you. You don't need to. How'd you like to have me as a partner in there telling you what to how to run the big O? You, what, yeah. You know, you're yeah, looking I, for venture capitalists. I call it equity sharing, and I think I think there's a different term, so I probably screwed the term up. But but um, when the time comes uh, and you're ready to do that, let's let's get that out there. Because to be honest with you, um, the IPOs that are being promoted out there, and these are these little cheesy IPOs, the media companies are actually being paid a million dollars just to go promote these rags, you know, the old pump and dump, get the stock up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not talking anywhere near that type of change. I mean, your biggest problem is going to find people say, well, that's not enough money to even waste my time with. Right, right. we <laughs> just need to build a team. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Because, I mean, the cool thing, I mean, even if – our ideal situation would be just somebody with, you know, fifty to a hundred thousand dollars so that we can pay a decent sized team for several months to get this off right. the ground and, you know, do it as a loan with interest or right. with profit share for a certain amount of time. Like right. the the nice thing is is we can get into a profit position relatively quickly because one, we know what we're doing, two, we've tested, yep. three, we've done it before for other right. people, and four, we've already outlined everything. We just can't two of us cannot execute it all. You need a sugar daddy who's about 90 years old with one foot on the grave and one on the banana peel. Or just find someone who loves two beautiful women and wants to see us really happy. Well, the guy who I locked in the bathroom (laughs) closet over the weekend, uh, he's got more money than... than, uh, uh, Warren Buffett, I think, but like I said, he and he he literally does have one hand, one leg on the grave and one on the banana peel, and it's just a matter of which way he's going to slip. So I'd have to get to him pretty fast. I had a lady in I had a lady in here the other day, not a lady, excuse me, a gentleman. It took him forty <laughs> minutes, forty minutes to get to the table. I'm not making fun of the old people, but but if you're 107, why do you want to shuffle into my joint, order ice water with lemon? And you know the rule here. If you're a man and you order ice water with lemon, I ban you because you're not a man. You're a friggin' mouse. Now, women, it's different. You can order ice water with lemon all day. What do you think of that? I think that's very sweet. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, are you going to respect a man that comes in and orders a friggin' oh, and then they want the straw too? Hey, if he's thirsty. Yeah, well, you know when, 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 so you, when you pick up his people. balls, mail them to him, FedEx, because he ain't got none. All but right. uh, Jamie, you know, I think uh, DareToRise dot com guys, get your asses over there. Seriously, it's very cool. It's it, and. And the main site, like I said, I got them both on the comment page. And um, I don't think I totally out-talked you this time, but I felt like shit. I didn't get any sleep, and you felt, you know, you sounded like you were in a friggin' coma when we first talked. So you and I, yeah. I think we did pretty good for two tired people. Yeah, I so think we evened out. We sucked it up, and legends, legends, we're legendary. You're, you're the, you're the real legend, though. You're, you, you did. You sucked it up, because I really did. I thought for a minute there that you were going into, a, slipping into a coma on me. <laughs> yeah. I said I can't be. I, I just for had two to get hours. revved up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you got, you got me revved up over the big O. 
So um, I'm going to be. I, I, after, after, you said, after you said that, I had to light a cigarette. Hey, I got 90 <laughs> seconds. Listen, everybody, I love you all. Three years. More number ones than anybody. I will probably be back to do one show. Won't be live interview because Jamie's it. Uh, I thank everybody for I, I truly from the bottom of my heart. I don't want to get emotional. I don't do that. So I'm going to do my famous farewell because I got about 60 seconds. But I really appreciate everybody who stuck around from day one. This show, I mean, go back to the early shit. It was cutting edge. Um, some were good. Some were so-so. Some I was probably fucked up and they were lousy. But they always had an opinion. And uh, we did it our way, like Frank Sinatra. And uh, Jamie Minton, I love you. You know that. I think you, you you're, too, like I said, the most genuine chick I know for real. Um, let's just go ahead and end it by saying uh, may you live to see the dawn. May all your dreams come true. And as always, everybody stay forever young. Good night. God bless. Jamie, thank you, baby. Thank you.